Welcome to Recently Logged, where Isabella, your boyfriend's here. Seven foot frame, rats along his back. When he calls your name, how come we didn't do this for? Uh, to black. How come we didn't do this for In the Heights, Micah? Because <laughs> this is way more. Catchy. <laughs> well, hello everyone. Uh, it's us. We're back again. Uh, like it or not, here we are, and we're ready to talk about uh, the latest film from Walt Disney Animation Studios. If you can even believe it, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even know they made movies. But, I thought they just made theme parks. Well, you know, <laughs> things happen. Capitalism and whatnot. You gotta make money somehow, Mike. <laughs> but yes, um, my name is Robbie. And I'm Micah. And we're gonna talk about uh, Encanto. The latest film, as we've stated, is from Disney. Walt Disney Animation Studios, not from Pixar. Yeah, yeah. The releases, the releases get a little, get a little fuzzy. Surprisingly, <laughs> Disney put out like a, like a good release. What? Hold on a second, Micah. <laughs> Disney making a good movie? I don't think so. That's never happened. But yeah, Encanto. Yeah, we're here to talk about it. It's one of my favorites from last year. Which which just happened? <laughs> which just happened? Yeah, it's, uh, this it's is our second Jan- January. This is our second episode of the year. So um, I, I guess we'll just go ahead and talk about uh, the basic facts yeah, basic, of the movie. Basic facts of Encanto. Get it's you guys, been, a, been a while since we've done like a full structured episode. Yeah, and get you guys informed on the picture, the movie, the film. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So the basic facts of Encanto brought to you by. Uh, imdb.com i was gonna say brought to you by someone who doesn't speak spanish (laughs) yeah brought to you by somebody who can barely read yikes uh and canto is a 2021 film rated pg it's an hour and 42 minutes it's a little imdb description is a young colombian girl has to face the frustrations of being the only member of her family without magical powers yes Uh, (laughs) the uh the cast um Oh boy, here we go. The cast cons- consists of uh, Stephanie uh, Beat. I-, I don't know how to say her last name actually. And I've Beatrice? heard her. Last- I've heard her last name. I don't Beatrice, know. How to say maybe it. That- that's how I would assume. Uh, <laughs> Is it going to be like this for everyone? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maria C- Cecilia Bontero. Bontero. Yes. Ao. Uh, you just gotta go for it. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce his last name either. John. Uh, uh, John Leguizamo. I would be like, I feel like it would be Leguizamo. Leguizamo? I, I don't know. I don't know. He's a cool guy. So yes. Lost. I was gonna say I like I like uh, him in movies. Directed usually. by um, Jared Bush, Brian Howard, Bush. and. I forgot this. Uh, she was credited as a director. She's a co-director, I believe. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to say her name. <laughs> Wait, who is it? Sharice uh, Castro-Smith. Which also wrote it yes. along with the, the other two, Jared Bush and Brian. They they all wrote and directed it. Wrote and directed. Together. Whoa. Written uh, and directed by, but it's three people. <laughs> uh, 
And uh, yeah. the music is composed by Lynn Moonwell Miranda. <laughs> what about the other composer, Mike? <laughs> Uh, I remember the other composer. If you're gonna, if you're not, gonna credit one composer, it's not credit the other. Listed, composer. okay, okay, fine, fine. It's just uh, it's down in the description there it is, there too. Is, um, Jermaine Franco, Jermaine Franco, I assume. <laughs> yeah, Lennon Miranda did the musical numbers. Yes, he did she the did, musical she numbers. Did the score. She did the score. Very good. I like it. Um, yes, <laughs> that's that's really the like the main cast, and I mean Lin Manuel Miranda is a real draw for this movie, basically just due to his popularity. Um, but yeah, uh, there it is. That is that is in uh, in Canto. Well, thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Hope you guys had a good catch you in the next one. <laughs> that's all we have for you. <laughs> now we're gonna go over. Uh, uh, what we thought of the movie, Micah. Whoa. In a movie discussion podcast, we're going to talk about the movie. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't think we should do that. <laughs> well, it's too late, Micah. We've already committed. <laughs> so, Micah. Those caterpillars. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, Micah. Being so crazy. <laughs> I don't know any of the, any of the words after I don't, I don't know. Any, I don't know any of the words in the song, Micah. I've only seen the movie, like, three times, I think. Yeah, yeah, three times. Three times. Um, so, Micah, yes. what did you think of the motion picture animated film Encanto? <laughs> I hate it. No, I, I didn't hate it. He has uh, a burning burning <laughs> hatred for Encanto. Um, well, it's actually interesting, I will say, like right off the bat. First time I watched this movie, um, like I, I wasn't a big fan of the plot. And like that has never really gone away. Like I like the movie and I like the plot. But okay. like... <laughs> I've never really gotten behind, like, how the plot is fully executed. That's, like, my only problem with it. Like, I just don't get as connected to the actual, like, plot plot as I would like to. That's fair, I guess. <laughs> uh, but the, the music, outstanding. The characters, outstanding. Yeah. Um, like, 90% of the movie, like, in it, like of what's happening is really fun and creative. The animation's always really bright and, like, I don't know. It's really, really good. Yeah. I just, especially <laughs> on the first watch, it's gone away more and more as I've watched it. It didn't fully connect with me. Okay. It's, it, I mean, it comes from a very personal place for a lot of people who, like, actually have a lot of family trauma. Yes. Which I do not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, is it, is that, is there anything else you wanted to add, Micah? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> he likes the music. <laughs> I was, we were just, you were just like, what yeah, do you yeah, think? yeah. Um, what do I think of Encanto? I really, really like it. Uh, it's one of my favorite Disney animated movies, like in a while, uh, maybe ever, really, yeah. honestly. Um, at least in their solo efforts, like if you're not counting Pixar, um, but yeah, uh, it's got really visually creative animation, um, great character writing. Uh, I love like the entire main cast. It's great. They're great. Um, I don't know. It's it's great. I don't I don't know what to say about it. Really, he's like, well, it's uh, it's, it's a great, a great it's a great movie. Great movie. <laughs> um, I actually really like how sort of unconventional of a screenplay this is for Disney. Yeah. Um like even compared to something like Moana, it it <laughs> Moana is such a generic I mean, screenplay. Yeah, like Moana is just like a like a quest movie. Yeah, it's really honestly, all the very simple. 
every just about every Walt Disney animated movie I can think back on has a very you're going to learn how to write about this in film school structure. <laughs> yeah, like and and typically for Disney mm-hmm. in the past too, it's either been like watch this character go on kind of this big expedition or yeah. watch this romance story happen. Yeah, that's pretty and much this all is, of them. And this is neither. <laughs> this is not that. Um so I do admire it for that. Uh I love the music. Um I mean it has a really good emotional core to it. Yeah. But as Micah said, it's rooted in a lot of familial trauma, so I guess it makes sense that it rings as true as it does. But yeah, um, yeah. no, I I really love it. So I, I guess, Micah, do you have any questions to help our yeah, discussion? Let's, let's, let's just get, let's go a little punch, deeper. Punch in more. <laughs> sink, in. sink deeper into the web of lies and misfortune that wow. is in Kent. <laughs> wow. Becoming, we're becoming a true crime podcast now. I'll do it. Okay. Um, sure, let's let's come in with something like a little light, a little simple, a little fun. Okay. Uh What's your what's your favorite song from Encanto? Okay, are we saying favorite song or favorite musical number in the like in the movie? Because like I could just pick like my favorite song to listen to, or you could Both. pick my favorite song to watch. Both. Uh, it's probably the same either way. I just wanted to specify. <laughs> um, it's gotta be. We don't talk about Bruno. I think. We don't talk. It's really well storyboarded, well shot. Um, it's got such a good melody. It's got a great structure. It's really fun. It's inventive. It's funny, and it's informative. My goodness. right? And, and, and shout out to any any song, and I and I do mean almost any song that does the whole have a bunch of different people singing in different patterns over the same musical thing, and then have them all come together. Kind of a medley, Mike. I don't know what it's called. I'm not a music man. Um, not a music man. But I love that in musicals. Yes, That's one of my favorite things. Yeah, it was very good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, I think I think just about objectively, almost everybody's <laughs> been like, yes, We Don't Talk About Bruno is the best song. And yeah. I genuinely think it's one of the best songs Lin-Manuel Miranda's ever written, ever. Oh, yeah, I would say so. Musicals. I would say so. Uh, but I do want to shout out to um, uh, Family Madrigal. Yes. Because um, that's a really good song. <laughs> but, like, it's just not quite to the caliber of we don't talk about bruno in like every way like yeah. the the storyboarding isn't quite as tight and the song no. isn't quite as tight i was about to say the choreography for that song isn't nearly as fun and inventive as and you have talk about and about you have the now. annoying kids <laughs> yeah i was about to say um because i family madrigal was actually my second pick that would easily be my second pick yeah that's my second um, favorite song <laughs> but the kids just annoy me in this movie, man. <laughs> They're yeah, and and like it was actually interesting. We were watching, we watched it with like our whole family the first time because it came out around Christmas. Time. Yeah, right around Christmas. Um, yeah. And my sister, like, who isn't isn't like a big movie connoisseur, uh, she was on our Igor episode, believe it or not. Yes. Um, was like man these these kids seem kind of try hard e they are they're and so they're, try and hard. they're extremely that like like even for somebody <laughs> who doesn't watch a lot of movies you could just like tell that these kids they, they don't have to be here snipe the kids out of the movie and, <laughs> and no, the movie the movie would not change and they're kind of annoying <laughs> yeah they're, i mean they're just there they're supposed to be like fun and funny and keep things moving during the beginning but yeah. i 
Mm. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think that's one of my They're biggest kind of problems with Family Madrigal as like a song in general. Mm-hmm. In terms of like the framing of most of the songs, it's completely different. It is like yeah, most of is. the songs' framings are just like, oh, these characters are going to start singing in the meta narrative, like you know, musicals. Yeah, yeah. But in this one, it's one of those kind of musical songs where like it's. It's being sung directly to the audience and to the kids. Yeah, it takes place in the actual narrative. They're actually singing a song. <laughs> so, like, it's it's weird. Yeah. I'm try- I am I had a really good idea, a really good uh, parallel with another musical that does that, but I don't remember it. I don't remember but it, it is, now. It is still, like, a fantastic to listen yes, to song. Yeah. It's just, like, and I really like how, like, the end kind of gets faster and faster. Yeah. I like that in songs a lot, too. And does a pretty decent job of getting you into a big, like, massive family yeah i was about to say the fact that on my first watch i wasn't really confused on any of the characters or what they did because they say it like five times yeah, in but, the song which but is really that's smart good. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a really fun way to deliver exposition naturally exactly yeah no it, it i was just admiring because i have such a terrible memory um, I was just admiring the fact that it was actually able to get me to remember all of the characters. Right. <laughs> no, no, I, nothing against Family Madrigal. I just yes. wanted to talk about those kids. Yes, um, <laughs> the kids. They're but, always they're always screaming something. Right. <laughs> like yeah, I, I wouldn't have a problem with the kids if every line delivery wasn't like, oh my gosh, is that headphones? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. Yeah, anything else you want to mention about, uh, about the music while we're talking about oh, it? Oh, yeah. Um, I really like um, that they had, like, I guess that Disney let them <laughs> do a song pretty much mostly in Spanish. Yeah. I, I respect that. That about um, time. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm a really big fan of, like, foreign movies. Even if I haven't watched that many in total in my, like, I really, really like listening to foreign language movies and, like, you know, getting different culture with them. Yeah. And I feel like there's so many people in modern audiences that are like, ooh, if it has subtitles, I'm not watching. Oh it's gosh. so annoying. <laughs> and they were like, okay, how about we put a song in Spanish with no subtitles because guess what? Foreign language <laughs> stuff is really easy to interpret even without subtitles. I was about to say, it's <laughs> Colombian, uh, like, th- it's from the Colombian, like, section of the world. Most people in America <laughs> speak a lot of the languages that are spoken there. Right. <laughs> it like, shouldn't be that difficult. But, but no, like, I mean, like, I've watched um, a couple foreign language films without any subtitles, and, like, it's not that hard to pick up, even if you don't fully understand <laughs> the language, yeah. because filmmaking is filmmaking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, if, it, if, it's a, if it is a well-shot movie, hopefully you can understand everything just about without any dialogue whatsoever. And like. the song is really beautiful. Yeah. And, like, it, it, I do think it's interesting the way the song plays out over the narrative. Yeah, like, it's very interesting. <laughs> and, and I don't know how I feel about it. Like, every time it's come around, I don't know how I feel about it because it's a really beautiful song and I really like that emotional beat that it hits mm-hmm. but it's also kind of weird because Abuela's like oh and spoilers for uh, <laughs> spoilers Encanto, for Encanto. I guess which we usually do anyway yeah uh, Abuela's like oh I'm sorry Mirabelle I <laughs> murdered the family or something like that um, wow and then they're like, let's reminisce on these past <laughs> memories and it just flashbacks while the song goes 
and it's and it's kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah, it's not what I expected the movie to do, but it actually hits no, really yeah, well. Like yeah, the emotional beat hits. It's just a weird, like, creative yeah. decision. Unexpected. But yeah, no, I just wanted to shout out to that song because I like songs that are put in, like, with no subtitles. Micah just likes songs written for the original motion picture soundtrack. <laughs> Those are his favorite kind of songs. It's true. <laughs> no. Oh, man. They usually suck so hard. <laughs> but this one doesn't. So. Yeah, do you have any other thoughts on, on music? On the music, um, I like how lively it is. I like how informative and character-driven almost all of the musical numbers yeah. are. I like the choreography in almost every musical number. Um yeah, it's just they're re a really solid musical. Yeah, I mean, I will say um, that it did make me kind of sad to not like get a song from like Camilo or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like, like just to and, and this was this was something I wanted to talk about yeah. later, but the songs kind of play into that, mm -hmm. so I figured I'd bring yeah, it up. Yeah, why not? Like, look, like Isabel has uh, a song, uh, Lisa has a song, yeah. Mirabel has a song. Yes. she has several songs. <laughs> several songs. Yeah, but like outside of that. Because of how fast and like chugga chugga a choo choo the movie is yeah, going. Yeah, no, it's really well paced. Um, like it's extremely well paced, which I'm not complaining about how well it's paced, <laughs> but it's it, it goes really fast. Yeah. It doesn't give me like as much connection to all of the family members as I would want. Because and, and like I say this only because the family members are done so well <laughs> I that I say, really want to spend more time with they're them. They're interesting <laughs> enough that we want to spend more time watching them. Like That's in, the complaint. Like in any other movie i'd be like uh, who cares about camillo he's yeah. kind of stupid but in this movie i'm like no give him more screen time give him <laughs> a song give bruno a song i want to hear sid the slut sing even though he can't sing <laughs> even though he can't sing yes <laughs> like i just like i wanted to spend more time like fully getting to know the family because a exactly. lot of times like after family madrigal they're like here's their traits of powers and then you just have to kind of like pick up, which which is like pretty accurate to like it, it feels very real as a family. Yeah, like definitely. going throughout everything, you never like feel like any of the family dynamic is forced, and you see the family very much as a family. And like I think that's cool. It's just sad because I want like more. <laughs> honestly, you bring that up. That's honestly I think my biggest uh, complaint with this movie is that we just don't get more time with all of the characters honestly it, yeah the fact that it's an hour and 40 minutes long and i'm complaining that it feels a little rushed right. is is really a testament to how good this movie is no like like yeah and, and that was the thing I, I came out of this the first time and was like yeah yeah whatever whatever, whatever man and I then, I, and then I thought about it i don't it. give a crap about and it like, <laughs> and like that very <laughs> statement the fact that it's an hour and 42 minutes exactly and it feels rushed i just thought about that and i was like <laughs> Like, dang, <laughs> that, that is that is, is good character this writing. Is, this right is there. just a step above every other Disney movie that's right? come out recently. And uh, I wanted to mention too, mm -hmm. it's not really having to do with the music, uh, but Brian Howard is a like he's a Disney director. He's done other things before. Yeah, he did Tangled, Tangled. Uh, with somebody else. Speaking a different of pacing. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> which is crazy because Tangled has a lot of the same elements that I would attribute to like being really good about Encanto. Yeah, great music, but, like, great characters. Encanto yeah. steps like 30 miles ahead of it by just having competent pace. Exactly, yeah. Good scene-to-scene pacing, good just story beat pacing. Yeah. But he also did uh, Zootopia with, again, somebody different. Zootopia is he's, also really well he's paced. He's co-directed every movie he's done, I think. Shout out to Zootopia. With somebody different every time. I mean, <laughs> you gotta you gotta you gotta expand your director's palette. Mike. But shout out to Brian Howard for being involved with four of my favorite Disney movies. <laughs> Not Bolt. I like love that. Bolt. Bolt. Bolt is so oh, much no. fun. Oh no. Bolt is beautiful. <laughs> I don't know about all that. But yes, um, yeah, really, really a testament to this movie's quality, honestly. And, you know, I want to say, like, uh, like it has grown on me more the more I've watched it, but I kind of, like, adored it the first time I saw it, so... Yeah, I think, I think like... <laughs> that holds a little less weight, I think. It grew on me a lot the more I thought about it, and then I rewatched mm-hmm. it um, without everybody. Yeah. And I was like, yeah... You gotta experience it in the void, am I... <laughs> no, I do really like, like, forgetting a critical opinion on something, like, watching something a lot more by myself. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I... I, it's so it's so freeing because you don't there's no like outside pressure to feel some way about something. Yeah, you just consume the movie. Yeah, for how just, you would consume you just the movie. You take the movie and you soak um, it in. But yeah, and yes. then like the third time we watched it, which was with everybody again, because like all of my family really liked this movie. Whoa, crazy, uh, crazy. <laughs> and I just I, I I don't know. I really love it. Like I genuinely think almost every element of it is kind of just like a step above most Disney movies. Yeah. I put it on the same tier as like my top tier Pixar movies. It's kind of crazy, honestly. Like I I don't know what I expected. Like, going into this, I actually didn't really have any expectations for it. Believe it or not, going into this, I was kind of like, oh, here we go again. Because I was kind of <laughs> Lin-Manuel miranda out, especially See, after I didn't Vivo. See, I didn't know it was his, like, music when but I went into it. And you guys told me afterwards, I'm like, what? I was oh, really I was really worried about Vivo and it sounding like Vivo, because I really yeah. don't like the music from Vivo. Vivo can get a little grating. It has too much Manuel Miranda on it, and, I think. And that's that and that yeah. is in more of a Colombian style in terms of like It is, yeah. Like that kind of music. Yeah. And I was just very worried going into it that like I would have to deal with a Vivo two. Vivo two electric, <laughs> electric boogaloo. <laughs> Um, but, like, the music blew me out of the water, though I was a little skeptical at the floors, doors, drawers thing, because I just don't like music. I, I don't I know didn't, what your deal like is that. with that. I, like, that specific line, I do not like. I don't know what your deal is with that. I think it's fun. Floors. <laughs> Doors. Mirabelle confirmed greatest movie protagonist. Indeed. Uh, which it. actually is gonna gonna <laughs> transition into my next question that I was gonna ask you. Well, what's your favorite family member? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, you're, ask, you're asking me to rank my own family. Rank Mike? your own family. <laughs> wow. Or specifically the family from Encanto. The family Madrigal. <laughs> okay, the family Madrigal. Um, I feel like you have to pick Mirabelle as your top pick, right? <laughs> Yeah, Mirabelle's otherwise you're favorite. the you're the problem. <laughs> you're, like. <laughs> otherwise you are a boy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh. They all have really okay. Fine, outside of Mirabelle. So favorite like okay, side okay. family favorite, member. Favorite, favorite. Okay, ah, that's tough to pick. Uh, I actually like all of them. 
It, can I, I say like all of them? No, you can't. Uh, you want me to say Dolores? Mine? I think might be mine? might be my favorite. You want me she's, to say mine? She's really funny and really fun in the narrative. I think. What? What, what is? Okay. What's your? Because I was gonna rank them. I was okay. Gonna, I, I have like, be like I have like a weak sauce answer. I was gonna be like Camilo because he's like. Yeah, he rocks. Con- consistently funny throughout, and I yes. love his singing so much. Like, his singing voice is the best. His character of, like, his character animation is so good in that movie. Right. Then Dolores. Dolores. Uh, yeah. She's amazing. <laughs> she's so she's funny in this movie. funny. She has a, a great character design. <laughs> Bro, her little squeaks little. in this movie are so funny. It. She's <laughs> she's great. The dinner yes. scene is amazing. Dinner scene ten of ten. Uh, up up number three is is Lisa. I love Lisa. Shout out to Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like her song. Um, which I which I didn't yeah we didn't before. even mention yeah no pressure yeah. um and it was great and song. it was just really like I don't know it was really nice <laughs> to see from Disney like. I, I guess like a like a a stronger girl with like a deeper voice, right? Which has never oh happened from Disney, I don't think. But kids' movies in general just need to hire more like deep voiced female actresses because this she, has, she sounds great. She has a great voice, yeah, and, and her song her rocks. song is yeah. great. Um, and then, oh man, I just realized I forgot to mention Bruno. Oh well, I thought we were just going grandkids here. Yeah, I guess if we're, go- if we're going grandkids, then then uh, is is Isabella's dad at the bottom? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much mine. Just swap uh, Dolores and um, who did you have at number one? Camilo. Yeah, dude, Dolores is like character design and costuming <laughs> is honestly really really good. Uh, she always looks million bucks Micah. like i mean like the like the character designs in costuming for this i was, whole I was movie about to say that all of really the character nice, designs are actually really but i don't great. know what it is about like dolores's but like it's like very like recognizable like no no yeah i know what iconic, you're, I know what you're iconic, thinking actually. over here Ruffy. i know what you're thinking <laughs> wow all of twitter was simping wow. for dolores <laughs> well i was simping for dolores the whole movie so <laughs> But I'm just saying. Say? I'm just saying her like her like actual design and costuming. I really really liked like even more yeah, so no, than no. most of the other family. That's members. what I'm saying. Like even yeah, she's just got a really iconic look, which yeah. surprisingly almost the entire family does. Yeah, and, and they all fit so naturally together. Mm-hmm. Though I will say, I think my least favorite family member um, <laughs> <laughs> to go all abuela on them. Wow, uh, is actually the dad. I found the dad kind of annoying. The dad? Mirabelle's dad. Oh, oh okay. And I was like, like, there are more than one and dads. And like, I didn't fully... No, no. Other dad, perfect. <laughs> loved him. He was amazing. I was about to say, I loved him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, Mirabelle's dad, uh, I just feel like he didn't really add much to the story. And I felt it was really weird because he doesn't have like a... Like, he didn't have a gift. That, he married yeah. into the family. I thought that was weird. But yeah, he's super accident prone. Yeah. Like, and he kept getting bee stings specifically and, yep. like, getting super inflated. And I was like, is this supposed to be funny? I guess. I didn't find it that funny. No, it wasn't super funny, but it was. I was like, this is kind of weird, right? And it's, and it's that guy from NCIS, and I never liked... Oh, is it? I never oh, liked man. that guy from NCIS, so he was my least favorite character. Wow. Like, his, like, least favorite character, that guy from NCIS. <laughs> so Robbie, are we gonna talk about? <laughs> uh, yeah. Do, do you just are you just saying like yeah, in just, the context of characters yeah, just, or just, just talk about? What you, you think about Bruno? Okay. Um, 
<clears throat> like as a plot point as a character. Yeah, I was about to say the in whole the con- it, he's kind of the crux of the plot really. Yeah. Um what to say about Bruno? Um <laughs> you need to talk about Bruno. I don't know. Uh, Give us the really, truth and the whole truth, Bruno. A really <laughs> fun character, a really funny character, a very cinematic character for some reason. <laughs> um I don't know. It, he's a he's a good foil for I mean what could happen to Mirabelle, honestly. Um, I mean, it, it, that's just good character, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like struggling to form a sentence over here. I'm like, like mm, mm. okay, um, but yeah, I I think it's a interesting an interesting plot device, if that makes sense. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know what to say about it. Really. Yeah. I, I just wanted to bring him up because yeah. a, I, I love the the actor. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Like I love I love Bruno in the movie. He's the best in like everything. John yeah. Wick, Ice Age, and <laughs> Kento. Those are the only things I've seen him in. That he is consistently. He does. He does rock and all. He of is them, consistently yes. the best part of all. <laughs> of yes. Um. And then like I really just find the character really fun. I think they yes. spend a little bit. Like like a weird amount of time dedicated to like him being creepy though, like right? I think I think that's what bothers me. The only thing that bothers me about the way his character is written throughout we don't talk about Bruno mm-hmm. because most of we don't talk about Bruno works, but like even like Camilo's section, which I mean he didn't know Bruno, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was too young to really remember Bruno, uh, but like he makes him seem very creepy, and I was really worried they'd spend like a lot of time in the movie like just being like oh he's so creepy. No. Um, so I'm glad they dropped that yeah. pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. But like he's he's such a sad character. He really is. Honestly. Like 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 I don't think you realize how sad of a character he is <laughs> unless you think about it for like how long has he been gone? He's been gone for like fifteen years <laughs> living in the walls, like wishing he was part of the family. Yeah. Being super sad. Like like what the heck? <laughs> Bro, the the table through the wall is one of the saddest things Dude, I've seen. The, in little, a Disney the movie. little plate that he drew on yeah. is so sad. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> <is> so <laughs> yeah. So no. so Bruno is I think he's a really cool like I get like you said, foil yeah. for Mirabelle yeah, as exactly. being like the odd one out in the family. Yeah. And Showing how stupid the family could be because, like, honestly, that is, like, the worst gift you could possibly get. Because, <laughs> no joke, that's exactly how people this would is, react. This is exactly they're how like, it would They're like, out. read my fortune, tell me a prophecy. And he's like, okay, oh, man, I saw your fish die. And they're like, what? <laughs> what? He killed my fish. He killed my fish, bro. <laughs> like, like, that yeah. kind of thing. Like, that's yeah. exactly what would happen. And I just, I, I think Bruno's character design's really good, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, <laughs> the fact that he always looks like he has no sleep <laughs> at all times. Oh, yeah. I, I really like, I, yeah, I really like Bruno. Um, actually, I, now that you mentioned it, uh, Gift of Prophecy was actually a really brilliant thing to do right for the for just the whole movie yeah for the plot of yeah. the movie too yeah. just to have yeah no it's really smart it's actually yeah, yeah. Um, whoa good screenplay you know what's always really weird to this this isn't really something big or okay. anything like that this is set in that weird time in history <laughs> that like everything looks like it could be way before the technological boom, uh-huh. but yet it's not. <laughs> like it's probably. I think. I think I looked it up. I forget what time period it was set in. 
Um, yeah, since they're like secluded in yeah. nature, like there's really no indicators other than the architecture and everything, you know. And they have like carts. Yeah, exactly. It's set. <laughs> it's set in the fifties. Oh wow! Yeah. Which, which you know they they allude exactly. To technology. Yeah, they yeah. allude to TV. They they have cameras. Yeah. Like, but it's it's I I just found it so funny because it's that <laughs> time period where like and in an area where that actually had like old architecture exactly yeah and like the good old usa the good old usa <laughs> baby <laughs> um but like at first i thought it was like set way back there and then they kept like <laughs> referencing more and more things and i was like oh this is, this is up there <laughs> i forgot about the tv thing i'm like what is he talking about and then i remembered i'm like oh no <laughs> yeah, but it's even more sad Micah. <laughs> yeah what's sad is they don't get they don't get uh, any tv in the encanto Nobody has any TVs. That's the that's the biggest downside. Yeah, I didn't see a single TV. I I think we need to do something. I need to bring cars and TVs to the Encanto. Wow, they're too secluded. They're too secluded. My, that's the takeaway, Micah. Yes, I yeah. will. I will find the Encanto and I will bring you modern technology. When you when you brought up Bruno and everything, though, it it really does bring into mind how brilliant of a screenplay this is for it not having a traditional antagonist like Disney movies usually do. Bro, but Abuela is more of okay. an antagonist than like any Disney movie has had in years. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. She's just a, like, a, like the kind of antagonist that needs to change, not needs to like die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I know that that was kind of a turnoff for a lot of people when they initially watched this movie because there's not really... It, there's not really any no. There's no conflict like, there's no, other like, than central plot. Conflict. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's no again. There's no quest that needs to take place. There's no thing. Yeah, that, like yeah, the magic is quote unquote dying, but it's <laughs> like it's really done weirdly. It's in the, the movie. family dying, like <laughs> so. Like it, it really isn't. Like there's no Spoiler quest that alert, has to happen. It's the <laughs> Maybe the magic is run by. F- Family power. Like the magic is family match. <laughs> Disney family match. Exactly. Um, but no, yeah, it's it's a really smart idea for a story, and they did a really good job with it on the screenplay level. Yeah. Like sometimes there's just like there's sometimes like you have two different things in story writing. You have a story that's like yeah, whatever. That's it's an idea, but it's, <laughs> it's really well written. It and is, then other yeah. times you have like ideas that are like whoa, that could only be done justice on the screen. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. Uh, and this is this is one of those second ones. <laughs> yeah. No, I I know some people I follow on Letterboxd were complaining that there's a lot of like plot contrivances and whatnot, like stuff happening just for plot's sake. And I honestly didn't really see that that much. Like, yeah, but that's such a that's such a petty complaint. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. No. When I when I read that, I was like, I mean, I could see a case for it, especially with a lot of Bruno's stuff near the middle. Um, yeah, but like, like honestly, it all it all fits. Like, what's the character writing and stuff? Yeah, like, like I don't know. Like, I don't I don't get like plot contrivancy <laughs> being a major complaint for a movie. Like, yeah, the plot happens. Mm-hmm. That's how story writing works. You write about things happening. Yeah, no, I just wanted to address something because I was like, I, I can see where they're coming from. I just wanted to address a criticism of the yeah, movie. Yeah, no, heard. like like yeah, I I could see that because no, like, mm-hmm. but that's like any movie ever. <laughs> 
any movie. Mike dissect. is like, you don't like movies. No, like, no, dissect any movie, even like the highest rated movies of all time. And you could be like, wow, that's kind of weird that this thing just sort of happened because it's the plot of the movie. It's the plot of the movie. It's happening. But yeah, no, like with the Bruno specific stuff, mm-hmm. like especially being that um, Dolores by power's sake would have theoretically heard him for like 15 years or however long it's been yeah so it's kind of weird i don't know i don't know that's never bothered me you 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 and marianne both pointed out like that it was like bothering you i'm like no it's just like weird like like (laughs) like to think about because like obviously like she would hear him she has Mm -hmm. amazing hearing yeah and she would hear like him being sad him talking to himself, all of what was going on, and she wouldn't be like, hmm, maybe I should do something about that? Well, she doesn't know where he is. Jerk move, She man. doesn't know where he oh, is. Oh, you cannot tell me that with her oh super hearing. She cannot pinpoint hearing somewhere. <laughs> she did nothing wrong, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, like I, I guess. I agree with the fact that there are some things in the plot that seem a little goofy, but like yeah. it doesn't take away from my enjoyment exactly. of the plot yeah. at all. Yeah. Enjoyment of the movie. The movie. The film. <laughs> What's that? House? <laughs> Not a house. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, no, um, what else is there to talk about? I mean, we talked about the music, which is great. We talked about the characters, which are great. The animation. The animation. The animation. We, ta- we mentioned that the character designs oh, were all great. The character designs but they were really they fantastic. They literally all are. Um, and like, I, I wanted to shout out for the fact that this is a really like vibrant movie. It I is, really yeah. love, um, especially, uh, I mean, with, with Isabella, like, you get that especially, mm-hmm. but like the way like plant life and stuff has worked so well into it. I'm I'm a I'm a big <laughs> sucker for like stony architecture with a lot of plants. Like stony architecture with a lot of Michael plants. Want, Michael wants to live in a cobblestone hobble with vines on it. <laughs> exactly. That's that's peak peak living. Wow. Um so like I just really visually find this movie very appealing. I've always liked like the Colombian architecture. And, like, the way the plants and, like, mountains are integrated a lot into the the visuals. Yeah. I very much appreciate it. No, it's cool. Yeah, I was about to say, like, every uh, visual aspect of this movie that I that comes to mind, I'm like, wow, that actually works really well. <laughs> yeah, and, like, and, and speaking of visuals specifically, like, the quote-unquote camera, since there's no actual camera. There's no camera. But, like, the camera movements and everything and, like, the way it act, like performs mm-hmm. as a camera yeah. is actually really neat. And, like, I, I like it especially during the musical numbers. Yeah. And, like, even some of the fun stuff they do, like, during... Um, Waiting on a Miracle? Yes. I think is the name yes, of the song. Yes, I believe that's the song. Like, I really name. like what they did with um, certain things, like with that, with, like, freezing everything. It was just very neat. I was about to say, from a visual perspective, it's kind of, I don't want to say, like, a, rare to see this much visual competence in a Disney animated movie, but, like, it is way better, like, way better shot than most Disney animated movies. Yeah, like, like take... Frozen for recent existence. <laughs> not Frozen Two, because Frozen Two actually Frozen has two, way better yeah, cinematography. I was about to say Frozen Two is a lot more kinetic <laughs> and vibrant than the first one. It just one sucks is. that it was like extremely rushed <laughs> and kind of rushed. sucks. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, like for the first Frozen, just feels kind of 
flat. It does, like definitely consistently throughout. <laughs> and I mean, the fact that it's all pretty much snow doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, but like it just—they never really do much with the camera that makes you feel very dynamic about what's happening. Exactly. And even like they—they've been doing better lately. Like again, Frozen Two actually looks really good. Yeah. Um, which we talked about when we did the episode on it. One yeah, of I was about to say. I feel like I remember visuals. us doing a Frozen Two episode, but yes. Um, yeah, it's really well shot, and it looks amazing. But, like, in terms of animation, like, this is, like, getting back to actually looking like movie movies, <laughs> which I feel right? like we haven't really done since they were making 2D movies. Yeah, no, it's so weird. And um, especially we don't talk about Bruno, is a really well storyboarded sequence. Like, the way... Um, the way you could pick up on everything that the song is saying with uh, like with it muted is honestly very impressive. I I, I really admire that about this movie. And most of the musical numbers are that way. Their yeah, visual no. ideas are conveyed really, really They're, well. That's the last Disney movie to come out. I was trying to think what? of what came out right before this, but Raya, the most forgettable oh. movie ever. <laughs> I forgot um, about Raya. <laughs> it looks like a Marvel movie consistently throughout. Raya and the Last Dragon, we did a whole episode about it, but, but it yes, it is very, like a it is a very boringly crafted movie and <laughs> yeah Which, that, man, that really it, speaks it's, to this it's one of the most forgettable movies i've seen in a while and yeah. i do not think i will forget about Encanto anytime soon exactly like not only yeah. have we been like singing it around the house <laughs> literally non-stop um but like it's just such a memorable like movie the characters the elements like it weaves such a good story emotionally and gets you so into the family and they're such fun unique characters exactly like so many family movies have so many family members that are just like oh Gen it's the annoying one there's that one <laughs> but this one you literally get a sense that you want to spend time with like all of these members that all of them are real people with like thoughts and feelings and, and even like camilo which is arguably the least developed of any yeah. of him like he just doesn't really do much he's one of my favorites yeah he's one of my favorites he's so much fun and i yeah. want to see more from him um, once again um testament to the character animation here because like the fact that he doesn't even have that much dialogue in the movie he says like three things he says yeah songs. i was about to say he says like three lines but he's always so expressive and i, I don't know it's, it's great character work is what it is yeah and yeah i don't know like i i really am in love with what this movie is doing especially from a disney standpoint even if i don't think it's like a perfect movie no it's not it's not um i i just have so much respect and love for the fact that it gets you really into i mean family movies are the best like movies about families <laughs> I was are about just to say always what? really like <laughs> movies about yes, families yeah. are always really cool yeah you know like parasite <laughs> autumn sonata parasite <laughs> Just a couple light pairings. Yeah, just a few, few, just something something else you can watch if you like Encanto. If your kid, if your kids like uh, Encanto, turn on Autumn Sonata. Oh my gosh, familial trauma, <laughs> biggest part mistake two. Of my life. Oh my gosh. Actually, thematically, it's a pretty decent. Pick. Yeah, I was about to say that wouldn't that wouldn't suck actually, but I would not turn on Autumn Sonata totally with a they're, child. Totally, they're like the absolute so opposite. totally dissonant yes uh shout out to autumn sonata shout out to autumn sonata that is a great movie <laughs> but no like i really like like family-esque movies mm -hmm. if they're done well which usually you're just like, like big ensemble movies yeah that's true but like usually like yeah. disney movies don't really 
do it's because they don't they don't well. they don't bother writing the other family members <laughs> and like i don't know i just really like the, the like being in this movie i was about to say the only other disney movie in recent memory that i can think of that has stuck with me in a similar way as moana and it that's not nearly to the same extent as this one has yeah the the most recent like full-on disney like uh, encompassing all of disney movie that's made mm-hmm. me feel this way was was luca which came out pretty luca, recently yeah, but luca it's is, but it's pixar it's pixar and yeah. it's pretty much just <laughs> ripping on dis or, or ghibli ghibli like yeah. it's it's just grabbing everything that's super which which i love luca and it feels like so ghibli nice movies, yeah. fo- so nice to watch luca like there's there's a vibe here like and i don't mm-hmm. get it as much when watching live action movies but when i watch animated movies like my mind kind of gauges them on how much like i would want to be in the world of <laughs> the, the vibes movie. the vibes of the world of the movie and porco like, rosso is the best movie for that Mike. exactly porco rosso <laughs> one of, is one of the greatest movies that well, like every ghibli movie yeah, every has ghibli such movie. immaculate like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but like Disney movies very rarely breach that line of like being a place that I would want to spend time in. Yeah, um, and like Moana is a pretty good instance of one of them. Exactly. Yeah, I was um, about to say Moana has great character writing and great character animation and a really not, fun, vibrant. Yeah, universe. and I'm not, I'm not as in love with Moana. No, I'm it's, not either. It's whatever. Another Lin Manuel Miranda <laughs> music. Oh boy, movie. Which this, I think, uh, to just kind of. I don't know, reinforce it, how good Encanto's musical numbers are. I think it actually has stronger songs than Moana does, and, you know, and I love Moana's soundtrack. And, you know, I'm going to be honest, I think I think this is using Lin-Manuel Miranda at his best in terms of, like, not just mm-hmm. him writing in his style, but having him paired with some kind of music. Oh, yeah, no, this is definitely him in his element, like, but not was, isolated. Yeah, because, like, yeah. Moana and... Uh, and Kanto both are not just uh, Moana less so, but both of them are not just like a Lin Manuel Miranda music. Exactly, yeah. This is not his sound. He is doing a sound, and I think that is the best for him. Yeah, yeah, he, <laughs> um, he, yeah. I was about to say something like uh, one of my least favorite musicals of his from a musical perspective is In the Heights, and it's because so much of the music sounds very, very similar. Yeah, and just kind of blends together because he's doing the same sort of lyrical beats on almost all the songs. Yeah, and especially putting those not on stage exactly, which yeah. is the best way to connect to those characters. <laughs> yeah, um, no, it, the, it movie, the movie the movie really well. suffers for that. Um, the but all to, the musical numbers kind of blend together in a yeah, weird and, way. And I mean, he's gotten better at it because that was yeah, one of definitely. his first musicals. That was, yeah, no, that was one but of his first musicals. But like, it, it was very, it's very prevalent even in Hamilton, which uh, Vivo has a kind of a similar problem. Honestly, like, everything just feels Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> yeah, you're seeping in Lin Manuel Miranda, and that's not always a good. Thing. I was about to say sometimes I struggle to think of which in the Heights song I'm thinking of with. Uh, and and Vivo too. I've actually listened to the Vivo soundtrack quite a few Big times, mistake. and um, I, I enjoy it. It's I don't fun. Like, I don't like Vivo's music, but like with uh, Encanto, I'm I'm never in question because no, all the all the musical numbers so are so distinct but and character driven. So exactly. Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> yeah, like like take like um Lisa's song, mm-hmm. like. And that's not even, like, my favorite kind of musical <laughs> song. It's a very pop song. Yeah, very poppy, um, yes. But but it's really good. And, like, <laughs> it is the pop good. song that, like, ha- it works so well with all of the rest of these. Yeah. And then you have Isabella, who does, like, a weird, like, 
pop ballad kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, no, it's a pop ballad. And, like, it's so weird, but, like, all of them blend so well together. Uh-huh. And, like, even the song, uh, is it just called Those Caterpillars? I don't actually remember what, like, the Spanish uh, word so. for caterpillars. I don't, I don't remember, remember what the, what the Spanish yeah, word for caterpillars for. is. But, yes, um, that song. But, like, even that song, which is, again, very different from every Incredibly other song. Incredibly distinct from um, the rest of them, yeah. Like, it just blends so well into the soundscape for the movie. Yeah. And all of it just feels like a different facet of family members. Yeah, I was about to say, it feels cohesive without feeling uh, homogenous, I think is kind of what you're going for. Homogenous, a big word <laughs> what, for the day. Homogenous? <laughs> that's, that, that's not that crazy Grab your thesaurus, kids. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Homogenously. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no. Do you have any other, uh, any, anything else you want to talk anything about? Anything else movie? to add? Um... We mentioned. I wanted to talk about the ending actually because it's very. I, I apparently some people don't like it very much. Uh, they think it wraps up too neatly or too quickly. Yeah, I have. Um, I have one complaint. Okay, about okay. The ending. Say yours first. I have one complaint about the ending. <laughs> yes. The way they do the montage of building the house. That's it. <laughs> really? That's it. That's it. <laughs> like I like the ending of this movie, but like it always bothered me like how weirdly and fast oh they did the montage of rebuilding the house. Like they, they could have done like a song or something. Like they have a score song with some background like vocals, yeah. I think. <laughs> um, but like I wanted like a like a number. I wanted like a, <laughs> wanted a musical uh, number. I wanted something there. They just like rebuild the house and then they're like put on the doorknob, Mirabelle. Mirabelle. <laughs> I'm like a that the ending scene, um, because yeah, I'm, where I'm not wrong, right? There's the musical number because there's a musical number that plays around it. Yeah, I was about to say it's like an instrumental break because they start singing, yeah, and then instrumental break while they're building the house, yeah, that's and then what it I comes back. Because yeah. yeah, the final song is built around that moment. If I'm remembering no song correctly, going during it, I don't. Yes, think. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's actually I was gonna point out as like the most, the, or I should say the least subtle moment of the movie. It feels very, uh, I don't know, I, I, not pandery. Pandery isn't the right word, but, like, it feels way too indulgent. Yeah, um, it feels it feels kind of kind of surface level. Exactly, yeah, I was about to say, compared to the rest of the movie, the point when Mirabelle gets to po- put the uh, doorknob in, and but everyone's, like everyone, I was about to say, it feels like someone with, like, some weird grudge against their family wrote the scene, and they were like, they're finally going to acknowledge all the hard work I did. It, yeah, it just feels, it feels way too like that, yeah, and I know and I th- that's not the intention. And I think, again, it's because of the pacing of the yeah, ending, it's exactly. all a bit too rushed. Like, if they would have done an actual thing, again, with building the house, mm-hmm. while all of them didn't have any of their, like, we get to see almost none of them <laughs> having to, like, deal with the fact that they don't have any of their magical powers. Yeah. That, they, that they've had almost their entire lives. <laughs> like... I want, like, I wanted some of that to where they could actually kind of grow a bit more to appreciate Mirabelle. Because as much mm-hmm. as Mirabelle does a lot for them and shows them yeah, how much it, how much they're neglecting her, exactly. The movie, yes, yes. We don't really get a whole lot of them like actually building up any respect for her. Yeah, and that's why. I mean, we mentioned that's really our biggest problem with the movie is that it make it two hours. Yeah, make it a two hour the movie, ending. man. Yeah, just <laughs> stretch the ending out a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, that's really honestly the only scene in the movie that I'm not totally in love with, you know? <laughs> yeah, because, like, Mirabelle grows to love herself. Exactly, But the yes. family feels still kind of surface level for yeah. the fact that they would just be like, 
Yeah, and I think that's also like that entire song encompasses like the problems the with problems the rushed with, ending because yeah, yeah. like Bruno's return Bruno's also feels extremely <laughs> they rushed. speed through they speed run Bruno's return they speed run Bruno it's Bruno's like forty five seconds and then it's over and they're like it. are we gonna talk about Bruno that's Bruno and then like two seconds later and they're like oh we missed you Bruno we missed you Bruno <laughs> and like Dolores is like yeah he was in the walls the whole time and the family like they're like we're just happy he's back and they're like yeah, yeah. right shut up. Be, I, I'm mad about it. But yeah, I just want, I'm mad about it. Like I think that all stretches back to my real yeah, only yeah. big problem with the movie is that everything, especially at the end, feels kind of rushed. It does. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's really the biggest flaw I can acknowledge in the movie. Honestly, like that's the only one that even but, sticks out as a flaw to me. But I still don't think it messes Mm-mm. with the emotional no. stakes of the end. Exactly. Yeah. And like. It was so weird. So, so my girlfriend, um, who I watched this movie with and she loved, she actually has <laughs> a fair bit of family trauma. <laughs> who doesn't, Micah? Who doesn't? So it connected <laughs> with her and she really loved it, which I was very happy about. Yeah. But she works at a movie theater and people at her theater were like, oh, Encanto's kind of sucks. Kind of sucks. The ending is so weird. Like she was, <laughs> she told me that like they said the ending was really like not good. Wow. And I'm like, I, like, I could see it being kind of rushed, but these are exactly the kind of like people who would be deep into film criticism (laughs) (laughs) wow my (laughs) no like one of her one of her co-workers literally told her she only watches disney and marvel movies that's a slippery slope honestly like you're you're not you're not missing out entirely on good movies obviously (laughs) with encanto and everything but like that's mm. <laughs> but like yeah. not ideal. <laughs> How do you work at a theater and then only watch Marvel movies? That's <sighs> depressing. Whoever this is, you depress I'm me. I'm so sorry. I feel so sorry for you. <laughs> Please tell me you have another hobby other than movie. <laughs> tell me you're interested in some form of storytelling. Please tell me you're interested in like music or something. Music, <laughs> books, plays. Books. That's much better. Anything Be you're interested. In <laughs> Please. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, that yeah, that's really honestly. I wanted to give that a shout out because uh, other than Abuela, uh, everyone seems to praise Mirabelle way too quickly for yeah. my comfort level. So, so, and that's the thing. Yeah. And, and that's kind of the they whole thing of yeah. like, yeah. I, and I think that's why it feels so disingenuous as a whole. Mm-hmm. The family throughout most of the movie works very much as individuals. Mm-hmm. They're very much experiencing their own emotions and own ideas. Exactly, throughout. yeah. They're separate and a lot then of the movie. Yeah. At the end, Abuela's like, oh, Mirabelle. And then they're like, ah, oh, Mirabelle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, and, yeah. and I mean, Isabella did have a moment. Like, mm-hmm. like she connected with Yeah, her no, sister, that's a great, that actually that was a, great. a great emotional beat somehow. I did, uh, I did not expect that. <laughs> But like even even her dad, like the way he talked to her in the yeah. one scene, it was so like I don't know, like belittling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like yeah. they they do that for a lot of the movie, and they never really come back from that. And then they kind of hive mind love Mirabelle. <laughs> hive mind, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's the kind of feel that I'm uh, saying for the ending. That's what I don't like about it. But yeah, again, it feels it again, feels the most rushed. It feels the least genuine. Not to a big enough problem that it spoils the memory of the movie for me. I'm not like ah, Encanto, and then I think about the ending. I'm like ah, crap. Cause, yeah, because again, yeah. like it, it's not one of those endings that you dread getting to. Exactly. It's literally just because because the 
emotional It just feels beats, rushed because the, the beats are there. The beats are there. Yeah. And like the people that you really need to care about because like as much as it as like the family does matter, like for the actual emotions of the story mm-hmm. itself, really all that matters is Mirabel and Abuela. And they give them plenty of time to work through that because Mirabel has to love herself. Yeah. And Abuela has to realize she's the one who's causing all of the problems. <laughs> yes. Um, and like they do a really good job focusing on that. Mm-hmm. And those beats hit really well. Exactly. So the stuff in the background, while it feels rushed and kind of sad because it's rushed, it doesn't take away from the actual I was about written to say, ending. You can still tell that, like, like, if you just think about what's happening in the movie, you can tell where they're going with the emotional, like, beats and stuff. Yeah. Um, for the other characters, obviously. But, like, I don't know. I, it doesn't really bother me all that much that it's super-duper rushed near the end. No, yeah, it never... It, 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 it's not a standout Exactly. Problem. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that, which, we, we keep harping on which, it. Which, by the way... But uh, it is not dragging my experience down that since, much. Since we're about at the ending, I did yeah. want to mention, uh, yeah. being that I said it wasn't a standout problem, <laughs> I wanted to say, uh, the, like, our ratings for it. Oh, yeah. Um, and I rated it uh, four and a half stars, or a nine out of ten. I also rated it a nine out of ten. It has not... My rating has not changed over the three viewings. I think I gave it a three. I, I think I gave it a three and a half. I think then so, a four, yeah. then a four and a half. <laughs> Micah, is it a five next time? No, it's. Oh. I don't think it'll never. It, because of what we just talked about, it, I don't think it'll ever cross the threshold of being a five. Plus, I usually only give out fives to like movies <laughs> that impact me specifically. And like I said, as good as this movie is, and as good as its emotional beats are, it's not something that I personally connect to that much. Oh. <laughs> Micah, you have to become a middle child. <laughs> the end. Oh boy. Micah, when I saw that she had glasses, I'm like, she's just like me for real. <laughs> or he's like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I I think I cried every time I've watched this movie. So yeah, that's see, a testament. I, I wasn't, to how good uh, it is. And see, I wasn't even like close to crying yeah. every time I've watched Dang. it because it's just again, it even from a first viewing, <laughs> it's just not a story that like emotionally connects to me in my experience in life. Well, I suppose that's a good thing in hindsight. (laughs) But yeah, no, um, great film. Uh, 9 out of 10. One of my favorites of last year and the 2020s as a whole so far. I think it's in my top 10 for the decade right now. Um, But then again, we've only been doing this for like two years. We are in year three of the decade. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So it's not a very... Yeah, not a a super prestigious position at the moment, but I did give it a nine, so it'll probably stay pretty close to the top for a lot of the decade. Yeah, no. It was a... Great film. Great film. (laughs) <laughs> yeah do we want to do we want to wrap it up and talk about uh, what we watched yeah let's do it let's 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 go over what we watched my all right for for the the uninformed the unintelligent the un what? the the noobs <laughs> the, the simpletons wow okay <laughs> insult our audience the what we watched segment is a is a short little section at the end where we go over everything that we logged on letterboxd the on letterboxd, film social media the social uh, film platform platform uh, <laughs> since the last episode we did yes um, which our last episode was our most anticipated films of 2022 where we went over our most anticipated films of 2022 so we're starting at the 10th i think the 10th Um, yes and uh i will say that i was still (laughs) doing watches for my dreamworks ranked video which i'm gonna start writing today so i'm still not really gonna talk about a lot of the movies i logged but i still logged like 
50 million <laughs> movies because I was watching like five movies a day. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, we're going from the 10th. I guess we'll give a shout out to the first two, even though they're DreamWorks movies. Yeah, I watched, uh, well, technically that was the 9th. Oh, was it? Right, Rise oh, okay, of the Guardians okay. was the ninth. Uh, then on the then on the tenth on we the watched, tenth. or I watched the Crudes, I mean, Turbo, Mister Peabody <laughs> oh <my> and Sherman, <laughs> and How to Train Your Dragon. Yikes! Um, and also Tangled that night. Wow. Uh, which Tangled is not DreamWorks. Uh, it no. was a rewatch. I watched it uh, uh, like over Disney Plus with Remotely. my girlfriend. Amazing. Um, which isn't as nice as watching it in person by far. <laughs> Uh, but it actually worked a lot better this time around. I don't know. I'd Good. been watching too many animated movies. <laughs> and, like, I spent, like, the entire time, like, just watching the textures and the animation of the movie <laughs> and, like, pointing out random things that Haley was like, what the heck are you talking about? And I was like, no, look at those grass. <laughs> look, look at the grass. Isn't that nice-looking grass? <laughs> but I upped it to a, I upped it to a four-star this time Good. around. It, it, it's so much fun. I'm glad. It, I'm glad. I'm so glad when Tangled clicks better for someone than it does for me because the pacing in that movie movie just totally drags it yeah, for me like and there and there's so much to like in Tangled. yeah there's so it's much just to like. the, it's literally it's just, such a it's literally just the pace it's such a charming <laughs> movie and it's literally just has terrible pacing yeah i upped it to a four cool um i gave the crudes a seven we watched it while we were uh, editing the podcast last week actually and emma stone and nicholas cage are my heroes Gr- i think grug moment <laughs> grug moment exactly um I, I watched murder on the orient express the 1974 one uh that Sydney Lumet directed uh, while Micah was watching Tangled. Um, this was my second time watching it. I was not crazy about it the first time. Boring. Yes, that was the biggest problem I had with it the it's first time composed around. composed mostly of boron. Um, but I actually really enjoyed the ensemble cast in this. Like, uh, second time around, I enjoyed it a heck of a lot more. Um, the was, direction Rebbe was, was really like, smart. Willikers. It's Psycho from Psycho. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the Psycho from Psycho, yes. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Really great camera work, really great cast. Um, I really only have problems with the pacing around the middle. I think the interviews and stuff take way too long and eat up way too much of the runtime. Um, but other than that, great movie. Um, I gave it an 8 out of 10. Great stuff. Then on the event, I watched <laughs> oh, no. Penguins of Madagascar, Home, Kung Fu Panda 3, and <laughs> Trolls That Night. But I also watched uh, uh, After We Meet Again, uh, the sequel short film to Love in Time of Corona, I think yes. that's what it's called. Love in Time uh, of Corona. Houston yes. and Debbie Coley. Yeah. Uh, shout out Great to them. Great stuff, man. I can't uh, wait to see the sequel. I You watched it without me this time, but... Uh, yeah, I was. Just, yeah. I just wanted to watch something. Yeah, I yeah. really wanted. To, and Houston tweeted about it, but um, I did not fully connect with it as much as I did Love in the Time of Corona. But that like hit really personally to me, like with what I understand in, in yeah. my personal experiences. <laughs> yeah. Like I was almost crying throughout the whole thing. <laughs> Whereas this one is a lot less emotional. It's a lot more like relaxing and kind of contemplative. But I love the style of like. Well, I mean, it like, was it was supposed to be kind of a riff on like the before trilogy, yeah. right? Like yeah. that Rink, uh, Richard Linklater did. Yeah. For those who are unaware, <laughs> and it's so like relaxing to watch, and like I love uh, like 
it's so sweet watching like just Houston doing well in life. Yeah, you know, I don't know. That sounds, right. sounds creepy. Whoa, but, I, what? but I'm happy. I'm happy that it's he's... so much fun watching Houston. What? <laughs> I'm happy that say? he's doing well. And, yeah, yeah. And um, wish him nothing but the best. Like they're really like it's it, it's like watching two people who are extremely talented at what they do. Exactly. Being in love and just like doing what they do. Making a banger film. Like it's yeah. it, it's just really impressive. Emotionally, it didn't hit as hard for me but it isn't really trying to i have a singing <laughs> feeling that i'm gonna like that one better honestly and i think yeah i think on a whole it's more together than love yeah. in the time of corona because again love in the time of corona was done as little shorts yeah it feels it feels a little whereas this was a stilted I where think, yeah, yeah it's stilted is the best word to describe it whereas yeah. this was a full-on just thing it's, it's like a movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it was very very good i gave it four and a half stars yeah i can't wait to see it um i <laughs> I was going to give a shout out to my Penguins of Madagascar rating. I gave it a 6 out of 10. As it deserves. The show is way better. Go watch the Go show watch instead. Go watch the show. The show is Penguins genuinely of one of the greatest Great animated show. shows ever crafted. <laughs> Jolly good show. I love it. Yeah. All right. If you um, need convincing, find the out of context Penguins of Madagascar rating. Right. Um, that night I watched uh, Smiling Friends, but I'm going to talk about that because I believe Michael watched it later I watched on. it. Well, I'll talk about it now. Okay. I didn't log it. I like I put that I watched it, but yeah. I didn't log it because it's a TV show episode. Yeah, I was about to say, um, for those unaware, it's the pilot episode of a new Adult Swim show called Smiling Friends. Uh and uh, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty oh, much it. Yeah. Smiling friends. Uh, we watched the first two episodes because the second one. Oh was yeah, also you free. you came down here and watched the um, second one with me. Yeah, and I really loved Smiling it's, Friends. It's surprisingly great. Um, I think it explores nihilism in a really funny way. Actually, like right? mo- I, I know a lot of Adult Swim shows like deal with nihilism and like uh, depression and stuff like that, uh, usually in a comedic way, which this does. Um, this is one of the most inventive and entertaining uh, uses of those themes yeah, that I've seen. And, and like beyond it being really funny and really like interesting to yeah, watch, yeah. and their premises are really cool. I like like the animation looks really good. Like, <laughs> it I, does. Love, like, I love, I especially the... Pem's eyes. Oh my gosh! Uh, the vocal <laughs> cast is outstanding. Shout out to the guy who voices Pem. I love your accent. <laughs> yeah, I wanted I, I I was gonna give a shout out to my favorite character from the show, which was Alan. I wish he had more no, screen time. Pim is the best. Trophy. You think Pim's the best? Um, but uh, I also wanted to say um, <laughs> that I really liked the editing in it. Like for, oh, that yeah. was a standout yeah. to me, and that's usually not something that I'm like, oh, that's a standout. Oh, but like great editing, especially as <laughs> like an Adult editing. Swim show. Yeah, uh, like it's so snappy. It's like, weird seeing pacing this good yeah. in a TV, like in an adult animated TV show, because most of the time. And just kind of throw jokes next to each other. Exactly, and hope it's they work. really well yeah. paced scene to scene, mm-hmm. and the editing is really snappy. Yeah. So like the first two episodes, which comes out to about twenty minutes, because mm-hmm. they're it's yeah they're like twelve minute episodes. Um, like I I really really loved it. I want to try and watch the rest. If yeah. I can. I was about to say, uh, just evaluating the first episode, uh, I think. It has a little bit of a tough time juggling its B plot and A plot together, but honestly, like other than that, I think it's pretty yeah, much perfect. Much, I love it as much as I think I liked some of the jokes in the first one better. I think the second episode with the Mr. second episode's Fong a lot is, better is together. Written, like, better. It's, it's a lot more cohesive than the first one is. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, I gave the pilot a 8 out of 10. Uh, again, this is an Adult Swim uh, 
animated show, so uh, make sure you're old enough to watch it before you just click it on, I guess. <laughs> but yes, uh, it was very good. I wanted to give it a shout out. Then on the 12th, uh, it was a light day on the 12th, I watched Trolls, The Boss Baby, and How to Train Your Dragon, <laughs> the, the Hidden Baby. World. Um, I watched uh, Synchronomy, Trolls, and How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, um, which... Uh, is, is that right? Synchronomy? Yeah, I guess that is how you pronounce it. Um, it's a Norm, uh, Norman McLaren film. <laughs> it's a Norman McLaren film, which for those uh, familiar with his work, um, you kind of know exactly what to expect from it. I watched a documentary about his work a little while ago. Um, I don't know if I told you about this. He um, was very influential in the field of synthesized movie sound. Um, so he would like take, uh, back when they did sound on like the sidebar of a film strip, yeah. um, he would take and paint shapes on the film strips and to create like synthesized sounds. Huh. So he composed a musical score and hand painted the entire thing. And this film, Synchronomy, is a visual rendering of the score That's so while cool. it's playing. And it's like a synth, it's, it sounds electronic. It's like a synth uh symphony it's really cool that's really neat <laughs> yeah no um the more like i said i watched a documentary about how he did it and he would he would like paint the like riffs and he would show like width adjusting tone and volume and stuff like that it's really cool oh. um so i was really interested in watching this and it was great he's a great composer um i wish it had a little more visual um Zazz. little more visual uh, diversity it was more what i'm going for slap in the face cuz it looks really cool um, but like, I, I just wish it tried like, more things. like that one short film. What was that called? Like Life of the Butterfly or something like that? Or Moth or something like that? I don't know which one you're talking about. It, it, it's one of the highest rated on there, but it's like, it's like a abstract images to show the entire life of like a moth or butterfly or something. I think I watched that with you. And it's like two minutes long, but it all looks like... I wish it would look a little yeah, yeah. more visually diverse. I was about to say, they try a couple different things in Synchronomy for the visuals, but it's kind of homogenous for like for it being there, there, seven minutes long for it being seven minutes long um i gave it a seven out of ten norman mclaren is a brilliant mind um go watch synchronomy it's great <laughs> uh, i wanted to see if i, I, sh I should have logged it I wanted to see <laughs> do you, do you want to check right now mike <laughs> i mean i don't have to i was just was um i guess i can that. list my ratings for trolls uh and how yeah. to train your dragon uh, i yeah, gave trolls <laughs> i gave trolls a six out of ten uh, that movie does not deserve... One, yeah, no, I did not watch that. That movie does not deserve its art direction and animation, because uh, it's kind of a crummy-ish screenplay with kind of a crummy-ish soundtrack, um, but really good art direction and fun animation, uh, but that's about it. Like, that's really all it has going for it. It's got some fun jokes occasionally, <laughs> some fun musical numbers occasionally, but it's not really... Right, like you're not gonna think about it that much after it's over. <laughs> then, uh, then on the thirteenth. Well, I didn't list my How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World rating. Like, what you rate it? I rated it a nine out of ten. I gave it a seven the first time I watched it, but it hit a lot better the second time around. Because the How to Train Your Dragon movies are really great. It's a lot and more you just emotional hate, this time around. You just around. hate Viking aesthetic. I just don't like the Viking aesthetic. Um, I, it's true. <laughs> then on the thirteenth, <laughs> yeah. uh, I was about to wrap up the DreamWorks catalog. You really were. Which is uh, some of the worst DreamWorks movies. <laughs> I watched Trolls World Tour, The Crude's A New Age, and Spirit, excuse me, Spirit, <laughs> Spirit Untamed. Untamed. 
<laughs> with um, Jake Gyllenhaal, baby. With the oh, man, it's so bad. <laughs> yeah, no, not not good movie. Bad, my review for Spirit Untamed was bad screenplay and then a frowny face. <laughs> it's so bad. I give it a three out of ten. It is not a good. Movie. I give it a two out of ten. And I like horses. Who doesn't like horses? Uh, then on the fourteenth, <laughs> uh, we watched the Trudity of McBooth. Yes, Our, new new Joel Cohen film, uh, which I watched in theaters and I absolutely Ooh. loved. I don't want to talk about it too much because we're gonna do an episode. We're on gonna it do probably. an episode on it. Probably not next week. I'm hoping we can do Eternals next week. Yeah. Um, but maybe the week after that we'll talk about Tragedy of Macbeth because um, there is a lot to talk about. I rated it five stars both times. Uh, I really, 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 really love what it's doing. <laughs> yeah. And even if it's even, I, I understand people's complaints with it. Yeah. But I have, I have actually zero complaints with it. I was about to say I have a few problems with it, but we can get more into that. Like when we do an episode about it, I give it a nine out of ten. I think for what it's doing. Um, it's doing a pretty darn good job of it. Man, it was so, so it, was, it was it was like really depressing though. Not watching <laughs> it in theaters, like I still think it's fantastic. Yeah, but like watching it in theaters was such a good experience. I was about to say something with sound design like this, something that's as atmospheric as this is. Um, I think it really would have benefited like, from yeah, a theater. Yeah, you're sitting in a massive black room, and then like. Pfft, yeah. And then, like, the witches are whispering stuff. To, it's so good. And then the, then the black screen comes in, and you hear Fear is the Mind Killer. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, Tragedy of Macbeth. Good film. Um, uh, then on the 15th, we were like, well, technically it was still the 14th, whoa. but it was that night. It was we late. turned it on really late. Yeah. Uh, but we were like, what if we watched No Country for Old <laughs> Concept, Men? what if we watched No Country for and, Old Men? And shout out to the fact that we got our sister Dude. to watch like the first 15 minutes of it. She was, she had already taken melatonin and was like planning on going to bed, <laughs> Yeah. but she got it invested, which means she yes. might watch it. Yes. We keep, tr- we keep trying to expand her cinematic horizons and uh, this is, this is a great, great, uh, thing for that because it's digestible and interesting movie consistently engaging and i'm gonna gonna be honest this uh this actually might have been my favorite viewing of the movie Really? Like I think I think especially like the last viewing it kind of left better, kind of man. left a bad taste in really? my mouth because we watched it with our parents and like That's I felt fair, a lot of pressure to like see what they liked <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> um, Great film though. One of the best I, I say what you will about the actual film. I think it's one of the best screenplays to come out of the two thousands. It's so good. It's such a good screenplay. It's so good. <laughs> and the visual storytelling Oh my god. Roger Deakins. I, I said um in my review, I said Roger Deakins' work here almost makes me want to give up my dream of being a cinematographer. I'm not sure I'm ever gonna reach anywhere near this caliber of operation. Shout out to the desert shout out to the desert that this and there will be blood was filmed in. The Gotta visual, be one of my favorite deserts. The visual storytelling in this is great. The sound editing and design and storytelling is great. Um the performances are great. Uh, the screenplay is great. Yes, it's, a, it's a great movie. It's, we a all great, know it. <laughs> it's one of the best movies ever made. But the, I, but the back-to-back Coen Brothers was was nice. I said the last few scenes in No Country for Old Men are some of the best in movie history. I gave it five stars. Like the last four or five scenes. Um, I also gave it. I gave it a ten. Yeah. Then on the fifteenth. <laughs> ten out of ten. On the fifteenth. Unless you watch something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I finished up all of DreamWorks feature like <laughs> full release films and watched The Boss Theatrical Baby. films and yeah. Family Business. Family Business. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Boss Baby Family Business. Yeah. I'll talk. Uh, why? Okay. Can't wait for the video where I talk about that one. Wow. Look out for that in Grayway Films. It's coming soon. 
Uh, but then also on the 15th, since we were done with DreamWorks movies, we started like actually watching. Oh, actually. And For some reason, we went on a horror binge after our, that. <laughs> also, our sister left. Yeah, uh, yeah. And she doesn't really watch movies. Mm-hmm. So we were like, ah, movie time. We can watch movies now. Um, yeah. We watched I See You. I See You. An indie <laughs> horror movie. Yes. Yeah. Weird movie. <laughs> Weird movie, yeah. I See You 2019, directed by Adam Randall, because apparently there's another 2019 film called I See You that it got mixed up with a lot of the time. But it's actually really interesting, because it was way better than I thought it would be. Yeah. It's still not, like, outstanding, but it was no. But it was actually, like, good. I and think I, it's pretty great. I wasn't yeah. really expecting it to be good. <laughs> uh, really solid direction, um, surprisingly. Really well shot, really well edited, um, well paced. A cool story idea. Yeah, cool like, story idea. I, th- I think literally it's the biggest problem, and you mentioned this. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and, I mean, it has a lot of problems, yeah, it has, but yeah, it's the biggest it few, problem. Yeah. Is that there's no real narrative anchor, like emotional mm-hmm. anchor throughout the entire thing. Because it's one of the kind of stories that like swaps sides of story I was about to say, you see, you see basically the same plot line twice, but just from a different perspective but the second time. both perspectives, you don't really have much to be like. Like the first time, you're kind of staying invested because there's mystery to mm-hmm. it. And then the second then one, they you, take just, that away, yeah. you just don't really... Yeah, have money. no. That's that's really the. I think honestly, if it had some sort of emotional anchor or anchoring character or something to pull it together, I think it would be pretty darn good. Like yeah. pretty darn close to perfect. I love but, it. But shout out to the time <laughs> the Overwatch is played like three no. times on screen in the movie. You hear Diva voice lines. I wanted to die just a little bit and, inside my. And head. he's playing Overwatch on his MacBook. He's pray- using. <laughs> The trackpad. He's playing it on a MacBook with the trackpad. The trackpad. <laughs> it was. It was. It was the most fun a I've a ever. A crushing blow. Most fun I've ever had. And shout out to the other kid who was painting miniatures. True. They had good hobbies. Wow. Uh, then on the sixteenth. The sixteenth. Uh, we watched. Mike Flanagan's uh, Hush. <laughs> Why can't you just say his name? It's <laughs> Flanagan. It's Mike Flanagan, yes. Because Mike Flanagan is more fun to we say. We did a whole episode on his uh, limited series Midnight Mass. Um, uh, which uh, <laughs> he wrote in this movie. No. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I did like I knew <laughs> I knew Mike Flanagan had been wanting to do like I I did research on Mike Flanagan for the video yeah, I did for on the it, video, and yeah. I knew he had been wanting to do Midnight Mass for like forever, but I didn't <laughs> know he had ex- like directly known the name of it and stuff for so long because in this movie <laughs> the main character is a writer and she wrote Midnight Mass, yep. and they talk about it sometimes, <laughs> and it's pretty much the exact same thing that the limited series is. Yeah, because this because Midnight Mass was literally bouncing around. Mike Flanagan's brain for like 30 years. Shout out to Mike Flanagan though. He made uh, a gr- one of my favorite limited series like ever and a uh, very very He fun. directed a very solid small scale horror movie. Um Hush. I did not expect it like I, I was expecting cuz it's very like it was pretty low budget, pretty small scale. There's like five people. You can people tell, in yeah. <laughs> you can tell it's um, low budget, yeah. So I was kind of like worried. I was like, "Oh, is this going to be any good? My second Mike Flanagan experience." And I actually loved it way more than I thought I would. Yeah. And got really into its small scales and stakes mm-hmm. way more than I thought I would. <laughs> so I I thoroughly enjoyed it and I really like that it's got its short run time. And yeah. Like it keeps very nice. Very good. It's a small movie, and it, it, there's nothing wrong with that. It's not doing too much crazy stylistically. Yeah. I think 
Mike Flanagan's definitely grown a lot. I think Netflix miniseries has helped him, like like <laughs> the the haunting series, flex his creative muscles and, a little and more. Like, yeah, and uh, Doctor Sleep and stuff helped him get a little bit more stylistic. Which yeah, I exactly. Appreciate. No, this one does feel a lot more vanilla in a lot of its. Uh, creative choices than Midnight Mass does, um, which is the only other thing I've seen of his. Um, but yeah, I said uh, that it has a really gripping rhythm to it, and I'll stand by that. It's got a, it's got a. I know a lot of people are actually complaining about how the story beats are paced out, but I think it was really engaging. Yeah, I, I liked it I, a lot. I was, yeah, I was consistently engaged with it. I gave it four and a half stars. Like I, I don't have that many complaints. I about initially it. gave it a nine out of ten, but I thought about it a little bit more, and a lot of the ending stuff comes off a little weird to me. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's a weak nine yeah, out of yeah, ten for me. A little little weak sauce, but like I gave it an eight out of ten. I still think it's great. Yeah, just just for how invested I was in everything. I, yeah, I personally gave it that. Then we watched on the sixteenth, the house. First, and I had I had heard like nothing about this. I I didn't even <laughs> heard of it, and then Robbie was like, "Oh, look, it's the house." Uh, first twenty twenty two movie. Yeah, first twenty twenty two release that we've watched. Um. And oh my gosh, it's good. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Why is it so good? It could have easily been crap. It's like a it's a stop motion a- a- animation thing that's like an anthology about this house mm-hmm. exploring different facets of like house and identity. I was about to self. say. I mentioned in my uh, review of this that it reminded me a lot of uh, Remy Weeks' the uh, his house. That film somehow it manages to be really, really funny and really, really creative, really, really kind of creepy and disturbing. It's at parts. so, it's so like it's not as scary as I thought it would be, but it's so unnerving. Would be yeah, a better yeah. word for it. Yeah, like, dude, the end of the second one. <laughs> oh my god, is so like it's so creepy. Oh my god, so like unnerving and kind of disturbing for no it reason. Is, yeah, I was like, oh my. god. Gosh, this is fantastic. And I think the second one is by far the best one. Yeah, I said um, in my review that 2 was easily my favorite. Uh, I said it tapped into an energy of domestic terror that I can't seem to get enough of. Every time I see something with it, a similar vibe to that. Like when he he crawled out, I was Mm. like, oh. (laughs) That's cinema, baby. It's so good. (laughs) And it has a roach singing or a beetle singing and dancing scene. What's so odd about this movie is... All of the segments are really distinctly different, like, tonally, but not in the way I expected. Yeah. Like, the third one is, like, really understated in so many ways that the first two aren't, but, like, it's still just as potent. It's, yeah, it's, it's really like, weird. Like, yeah. the first one is, is so much less, like, horror and so much mm-hmm. more, like... Dark, it feels it feels movie. it feels like a fairy tale. The first one does. Yeah, it feels like an old fairy tale. Is what it feels like. But yeah, it, yeah, but, but it still it still even taps into some of its like darker, like creepy filmmaking, and I really appreciate yeah, exactly, that. Yeah. And like, man, the camera work so was good. fantastic on all of and these. And it looks fantastic. The lighting, the is character. So good. I said the I said the character design might be perfect uh, in this, and I I'll stand by that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no. Um, the house. Though I'm gonna be honest, streaming on Netflix. I know, go I know, watch it. I know. All of the little cats were right, but I would have just punched Jen in the face. <laughs> wow. <laughs> would have wiped her out. Would have <laughs> taken her down. Wow. Yeah, no. The house thrown her obsidian back at her. <laughs> it, it blew me out of the water. I I adore it. I actually put it in my all time favorites list. No, like I. It's so much. It's so much up my so alley. So good, and yeah. I did not. Ex- I didn't even know anything about it. <laughs> 
We so, need to, maybe we will do an episode on it sometime so we can cover all the segments. So shout out to the house. Shout out to the house. Go stream it on Netflix, please, because right? I have a feeling it probably won't get a physical release, hmm. um, which is sad. I'm not me crying at midnight mass in the house, not getting physical releases, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hope Nexus Studios, the animation studio that worked on this, releases another stop motion something in the future because this rocked. <laughs> it's it so good. Yeah. I, I loved it. Uh, then last night, what? deep deep Whoa. into the night, Whoa. Uh, we watched or rewatched Old for the first time Old. outside of theaters. What? Not in a theater, but Micah Shyamalan's Old deserves a theater. <laughs> you know, there, when it first released, there was like a bumper before from Shyamalan about like the theater experience. Okay, but I will say this even more so than any of his other movies does... I think deserve a theatrical viewing just because of the way the sound is mixed. I'm so sad that people don't like this movie. I know, right? Old. We it's did an so episode good. on it. I know we did. And I've actually like it's, it's only grown in my life. Exactly. Yeah, I've actually grown to love it even more since we did our episode it's on it. It's so much fun and it's so effective and like I almost cried last night while watching it. The emotional beats hit so well this time around. I swear this film I I said in my review I said it's um intimate and beautiful but it's also very uncomfortable and alienating at the same time yeah and i don't understand how Shyamalan achieved this and it's and like it's it's super goofy but oh, like yeah. so is every single Shyamalan project <laughs> ever. and he, he is the goofiest director i think ever working ever he's he's got such an elegant flair to so many yeah, exactly movies, and that's though. that's what makes yeah. it so goofy is he's a really elegant director yeah but such a goofy writer <laughs> yeah exactly yeah because something like old it's a beach that makes you old that's a dumb premise <laughs> there are so many elements of old that it's just so stupid but it works so well Ooh, sorry like it's thumping around it works studio. so well in the movie and like i i i it's so good i felt weird about upping my rating i don't know why because like it worked really well i might up it next time i watch it uh but I, no, I yeah. loved it. I was about to say there are only a few elements of its screenplay that don't work for me, but I think from a filmmaking side, I think it's pretty much technically perfect. This the editing, the audio, mixing, the sound editing, um the camera work, cinematography, storyboarding, editing, it, it's a, it's a marvel of a film. I love it. Shout <laughs> so out much. to the fact that it gave my girlfriend a panic attack in theaters. Yay. Yay. <laughs> yeah, no. Old is old is fantastic at what it's trying to do and if that's not your vibe, then you're not going to like old, but it, I think it's great for what it is. So. Yeah, it's like an anxious, alienating but familiar drug trip. It's it's so surreal. But like at the same time, it you feel so removed from everything. It's it's weird. It's a weird I love movie. It. I love its camera movements, especially how it stays so flowy throughout. I forgot how good the cinematography and framing was in this. Right, and it's, it's such so weird good. framing. Everything is framed. So again, like, like you're f there but forced to watch. Yeah, like you are there but an omnipresent. Like I was about like, to say, it's not like you want to watch what's happening. It's like you are forced to watch what's happening. Yeah, no, it's I, think, so I weird. think I think the best way to describe it is the camera feels, and, I know, and now I'm like dissecting it again. <laughs> uh, but the camera feels like a character that is you, and you're mm -hmm. forced to kind of experience the speech. You are trapped with everybody. Yeah, no, it, it feels suffocating. And in a great way. I, I like old. Yeah. I love old. It's one of my favorite Shyamalan movies. Really, its only contender is like, 
I guess the sixth sense. Um, what what else has he done that I really liked? Nothing. You don't really <laughs> like his movie. I like the sixth sense a lot though. Um, what uh, uh, split splits fun, but it's not really a yeah. No, everything else he's done isn't really yeah, even that just, close. Just because I thought about it specifically this last time, like yeah. I really just want to shout out the way it frames people to make you feel like you're there, but mm-hmm. not like cinematically. And it looks so good. Yeah, but yeah, it doesn't like. I don't understand how a movie like half of the people are always cut off. I was about to say I understand <laughs> how a movie this like uncinematic is so cinematic i don't get it <laughs> I, lo- I love old I'll yes say it. old nine out of ten great movie. Yeah, that's that's uh that's what we watched that's what we recently logged whoa um and <laughs> you can't uh, believe it <laughs> had a had a had a really fun like last stretch of movies yeah um i was about to say we've been going on some kind of horror run for some reason i don't know what's hey, up with i'm that. happy about it we we've seen saddeningly little horror it's true um but uh to leave you off um go watch Encanto uh it's streaming on Disney Plus right now I I think it's physical release is coming pretty soon or it might even already be out go watch Tragedy of Macbeth and go watch The House go watch The House on Netflix it is great if you if you do nothing else (laughs) with your life watch Encanto Tragedy of Macbeth (laughs) in The House yes um, the yeah. certified recently logged cinema picks. <laughs> cinema picks. Wow. Um, but yeah, we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thank you for listening. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully Eternals next time. Hopefully, fingers crossed. It's a long movie. We haven't gotten around to seeing it yet. <laughs> it's so long. It's so long. Uh, and it's a Marvel movie. It's a Marvel movie. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> we can leave off on that. <laughs> <laughs>